It is time to tune up the band and deck the halls once more, for it is the second annual Sweet Chinwag Christmas Special. Welcome to the Wrestling Grotto again. I am your head elf, City Sam, and joining me is the other head elves, Debonair Dan and Ravishing Reardon. I, I do enjoy being called Ravishing Reardon, I won't lie. I, I wanted to do that in, uh, in, in pure, it's, like... It's just facts. I wanted to do that in Vince's WBF, you know, getting off to Gary Strydon flexing a voice. Yeah. <laughs> How are we doing, chaps, on this on this Christmas? It's the second one. I can't believe it. Trimmer. I can't believe it. We've made it to a second Christmas. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. It's, is it is crazy. Call for joy, or is this a mistake? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the this is the season of honesty, and in that case, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending festive platforms. <laughs> you know what, guys. This is the season of giving, but it is also the season of pending, of which we always are, all year, every year, 24-7, even on Christmas. Remember, kids, pending isn't just for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely not. So... We're not going to do news this week because, well, nah, you know, it's Christmas. We're nice, sat Christmas. relaxed. We've got a lot of, yep. of course, a lot of stuff's happening. We'll catch up with that in the news. Why new do you year. care about wrestling news? It's Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> We're just going to sit here and talk about a lot of recommendations <laughs> as well as our favourite Christmas films as well during uh, of the year. So, Reardon, I know you're reaching at the bit to give us a recommendation. You've been there to the cinema, to Leicester Square Odeon, you've seen The Matrix Resurrections. Thoughts and feelings, sir. I indeed have re-entered The Matrix. I have... I'm not going to tell you thoughts, because it's The Matrix. There are so many thoughts. There are too many thoughts. I have been... You'd have to publish a whole thesis. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you something. I can feel all of, like, the... All the film lecturers crying in their desks because they know they're going to be getting... They're going to be getting Matrix essays again after 20 years. Like, they escaped. <laughs> like, they escaped, and now it's back. And it's going to be insufferable. I can't not wait <laughs> so the matrix resurrections gets a hearty recommendation in for me and more than i'm the only one out of the three who's seen it so far but i imagine all three of us will give it our recommendation as is everything with anything other than the first matrix i there are bound to people who will hate it I understand why they'll hate it. I'm not one of those people. I kind of fucking love it. I dig this shit. It's a weird ass movie that actually speaks like, huh, what? It's a Matrix movie that asks, there's a Matrix 4. Why is there a Matrix 4? What have we done? <laughs> and it's great. It's so great. Lana Wachowski comes back and kind of goes, I'm officially out as trans. Time to make this shit gayer. It's great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, just the way mama used to make. <laughs> yeah, it's... we're gay. Keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's 
everyone, the performances are great. Everything that it talks about is entirely my shit. It's basically a movie. Here you go. It's a it's it's a movie. It's a Christmas present for the seat, the sweet chinwag podcasts, especially. It's all of our shit, and I recommend it. Anyone who says that they don't like it, I understand. I also don't give a fuck. I love it. If there's ever another one, I will be there. Opening day is as per usual. See the Matrix Resurrections, guys. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Anything else, I'd be talking about, like, deep spoilers. Like, deep, deep spoilers, but I'm not going to do that. So it's true, then. Barney Stinson took over the Matrix. <laughs> oh, he's great! Oh, he's great in the movie! Like, oh. he's really good! He's really... Damn, man. And, like, I, yeah, I cannot wait. Like, we're probably going to have to do, like, some kind of bonus episode of just us talking about this weird ass movie let's go it's patreon exclusive patreon.com forward slash sweet yeah. chinwag <laughs> let's talk let's talk about the matrix through the lens of wrestling <laughs> well in that case then we'll be talking about miro and cj perry's appearance at the premiere which by the way i showed you that picture doesn't miro look fucking cool in a leather jacket and sunglasses how how ne- how neo in the matrix is equivalent to miro's feud against god yes At- <laughs> a- in this essay i will yeah, in this essay i will <laughs> i will say this like i can say that i like i am speaking on this with my bold ass head because i shaved my head in prep for the Matrix Resurrections, I feel pretty good about it, to be quite honest. I like, like, I like it. I like it. You are one step closer, as I said, to being the love child of Lawrence Fishburne and Yaha Abdul Mateen the Second. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Love it, love it, love it. Which, by the way, also another recommendation if it comes to me, he was really good in Candyman. I yeah, seen... I heard he was, but I haven't seen it. I like. God, I need to see Candyman. I need to see it. I I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed uh, the the uh, the. Uh, well, I would say the reboot of Candyman. That's what I'll say. I can't lie. At this point, my list of films I need to watch is like a deep twenty-seven films long. <laughs> oh, without question. And yeah, for me, Matrix Resurre- Resurrections is the cherry on top of that cake. <laughs> of a very long-layered cake that is of films that I need. It's to just see. it's just a list of films, and then like just every time one comes up, I'm just like, oh, okay, well that goes up in the priority, and all the others get pushed down again. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oh man, I mean, recommendations for me. I actually, just before we recorded, I finally got my copy of Arrow Films' release of the Shaw Brothers film collection. Uh, oh. I am really looking forward to that, because as you guys know, oh, I'm a yeah. big fan of kung fu films. And I'm really, and some of these films have never been released on Blu-ray in this country. So Executioners Ooh. from Shaolin, Mighty oh, Peking yeah. Man. Ooh. Uh, a couple of Gordon Liu films are on there as well. Oh, the Five Deadly Venoms as well. Oh. Nice. So oh, nice, nice, solid nice. shout. So I'm looking forward to just like binge watching those over Christmas. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the way. That's the way, really. Absolutely. So if you have a thought, I mean, I thought you know I treated myself to that because it's not. It was not the cheapest of things that box set. <laughs> but I highly recommend if you're ever into or want to educate yourselves in the in Shaw Brothers films have at least have a look at it 
<laughs> and then realise, oh crap, Sam paid that much for that box set? Yes. If you ever yes, want to I educate did. yourself on Shaw Brothers films, just listen to a single album by the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Because you've probably even... got an entire fucking film's worth of stuff in there. It's not even a joke. That's not even, it yeah. Go find that one video that uh, I think it was RZA did for, I can't remember who it was for. Vanity Fair. I think it was it. Well, yeah, go watch that one video that RZA did for Van Gogh. He used to do a fucking encyclopedia on, on Kung Fu films. Yes. <laughs> so that's um, my recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some recommendations from me. They're basically like 99% music. Um, if you haven't listened to them already or you didn't hear them on... Um, Bring me the Horizon's latest release. Go and listen to the Nova Twins. They're fucking brilliant. Ooh. Super, super cool. Uh, next step, UK Revival Fempunk. Nice. Nice. Uh, the next step up from that is a band called Otoboke Beaver, who are a Japanese four-piece Fempunk band who are fucking brilliant. Ooh. Ooh. Trust me, they go, they, they go, they go really hard. Uh, and then for anyone that's into the... The chuggy, chuggy, genty, genty stuff like me. Um, there's a really cool band called Carmen Jakar, mm-hmm. uh, who did that, who released that album, a book about itself, just this this year. I think maybe back in October. Uh, really, really cool album. Some really cool, some really cool stuff in there. Awesome. 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 So a nice round spectrum of recommendations for this year. Yeah, you got film, some music, some other stuff in there. And we got the Matrix, which you know, is part, part for the course for us, really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, let's face it. If it wasn't a sweet chinwag, if it wasn't a wrestling podcast, we'd be a Matrix podcast. We could easily do that. Oh, yeah. Could... Oh, yeah. I mean, we'd be easily, definitely easily. stepping into the territory of Matrix, Matrix Explained, of course. All I'm saying is I reckon we could absolutely bang a, a, a sci-fi specific side sideshow. You know what? That's a, <laughs> that's a very good shout. And would probably be the nerdiest thing any of us has ever done in that scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh absolutely freaking lootly. but yeah, with that, let's get on to talking about Christmas films. Now I know regular scheduled wrestling content will be back in the new yeah, year yeah it will I can, be back right you. we've got the awards and everything it's okay it's christmas right we're allowed a day off we're allowed yeah. a day off and talk about our Chris favorite christmas films some of our ones that are hot takes in films that we don't like and those films that we associate with christmas but aren't christmas films if you know what i mean every <laughs> family has one and i won't take debate on this <laughs> exactly so i'm guessing we're gonna start gentlemen with the films that we like. And for me, I need to ask you to one question that is brought up in every single newspaper and every single tweet that comes around at this time of year. Your thoughts on whether Die Hard should be categorised as a Christmas slash festive film? This age-old question. This age-old question. <laughs> Daniel, uh, would you like to take it? Tis yeah, to I'll, take, I'll take the floor to start. To answer your question, of which I'm not actually going to give you a real definitive answer, <laughs> ever uh, the diplomat. I was going to say. Um, but here's the thing, right? Nothing really in the movie is inherently Christmassy. It just happens to take place like in the Christmas period. Mm. 
hence why people say that it's a Christmas movie. But, like, considering how the movie ends, I can get why people might be like, oh, it's a Christmas film. Whereas I think it's just a film that is set around Christmas. And, like, there's enough in it that people have kind of latched onto for it to be a Christmas film, although I have no I have no mind to say that there was ever anything that it was actually meant to be a Christmas film. <laughs> I feel like with Die Hard, it is it is the film like it is a film you can enjoy any time of the year, but you get a much bigger kick out of it when you watch it at Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. me, if you ever watch it with me, you'll find me quoting it quite a few times. Or even just outside of watching Die Hard, because sometimes even when I do something like, like, like have an amazing kill, uh, like playing some, like playing a video game or playing multiplayer, you'll hear me over the mic going, "And the quarterback is toast." Ah, uh, yes, beautiful, beautiful. My thoughts on it are pretty succinct. I only watch Die Hard during the Christmas period. Yes! <laughs> yes! It is set during a Christmas party. See, because like, this, is, this is the thing I say to people, which is that like it's set during Christmas and like everything about it is, is it pretty patently says, like, hey, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's like... See, I do that See, because now, now the problem is though. I feel like we're. I feel like I feel like we're verging into into like Christmas movie philosophy now. <laughs> oh God! Oh, listen, we were always going to be doing this. But yeah. I listen. I there is enough Christmas stuff in Die Hard that I am happy to call it a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like this, we, we this... get into the, we get into the realms of like the traditionalist demand that it must be about christmas values and then like the the, mean, progress, the progressivist demands that it just has to be a movie which is enjoyable that you watch at christmas yeah God, we're, we're getting into the into the postmodern theory yeah, of the christmas post, the postmodern christmas movie <laughs> but no i'm like there is an i'm like literally like john mcclain is back in Christmas, in order to in order to basically get his family back, like because hmm. this is the thing. Because this is what I said, right? Basically, the plot of the movie, in a way, is saving Christmas. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I can't. Like you can't argue that. So I'm sorry. I do, like and like what? It didn't make people go like what? When you get into that line, when you get into that line, the people read. There's only two reasons why. People say that it's not a Christmas movie. There's only two reasons. It's either because it is violent or because it was actually not technically released in in during Christmas time. Those are the only two real reasons. Yeah, I know, but like... Because then we get into like, okay, so you're saying that Christmas movies specifically cannot have violence. That's a weird kind of thing. And okay. two... And two, if we're going to that route that it wasn't like released during Christmas time, that implies that every movie that was that has been released during Christmas time is a Christmas movie. Like that counts yeah. Spider Man, like the Spider Man trilogy, or like the Marvel yeah. new movies. They've all been during Christmas time. Do the Spider Man movies? I would argue no, because they have literally nothing to do with it. 
Okay, because I know what you said about them being like violent and stuff. So this brings me onto one that I have, which gets debated, which apparently also gets debated as well. Though I've never really heard that many people talk about. Because uh, again, it's not what it's not one I have in my debatable list. Because to my mind, it is a Christmas movie. But I've had people tell me that they don't think that Gremlins is a Christmas movie. What? Why? Why? <laughs> Do I mean? They're like, oh, but it has monsters and stuff in it. I went, it's still a Christmas movie. Yeah, Gremlins is like unabashedly, unashamedly a Christmas movie. That's what I mean. But like, oh, but it has the monsters in it. And I'm like, and? <laughs> there are, I was going to say, these are the sorts of people that don't realise that there's a whole subgenre of horror that's around Christmas, do they? Like, yeah. <laughs> Which one like, you're, you're, like, like you guys want to agree with me. Gremlins is patently a Christmas movie. Oh gosh, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, I'm sorry, but Die Hard counts and yeah. is one of the great modern Christmas movies. If only yeah, for Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. Yeah, Alan Rickman's great. Yeah, no, I have a machine Me. gun. Ho, ho, ho. Rest in power, Alan Rickman, playing one of the 100. greatest, one of the greatest villains in modern action movie history. Yes, of course, everyone knows. And one of my favorite anecdotes from that is when they did the final scene with Hans Gruber when they went, uh, you know, where they where John McClane drops him, and they said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna." We're gonna let you drop and fall in, and after three, okay? So okay, at one, two, and they let him go at two, and the genuine shock and horror—that is genuine horror and shock on Alan Rickman's face. Yeah, I remember he said he was pissed off with it, but it makes it so good, so so good. Because it's what you need, though. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Just Uh, so that alongside. Um, see, it's Die Hard. One of my other really favourite ones that not a lot of people tend to talk about. I tend to watch if it's ever on, like on TV. Is Christmas Vacation? Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long, a yeah. long while. That yeah. one that's like kind of snuck over me. Because I think it's just because you know there are so many iconic lines in it, and my personal one being "Merry Christmas, kiss my ass, kiss his ass, Happy Hanukkah." <laughs> Among so many others, but no, Christmas Vacation's another one that I really do enjoy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm throwing. I'm throwing up a goat right now. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Potential goat contender. Mm-hmm. Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh. The Muppet Ooh. Christmas Carol. It's legitimately no, like, I ain't being snarky here. It is, I think, probably one of the, one of, like, top five greatest Christmas movies of all time. Yes. It it is. It is. It's genuinely a perfect combination. It, yeah, it is. Not only is it genuinely a perfect combination, but, like I legitimately, it's 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 that is that performance of Ebenezer Scrooge, one of Michael Caine's greatest performances. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because, because he's having to like, unlike every single other Ebenezer Ebenezer Scrooge in all of film history, he has to do that against Muppets, <laughs> and he fucking pulls it off. <laughs> See, I, I think it, I think it's that great combination though of um, 
I guess I don't know what you'd properly call it. I guess I'd just call it like Leslie Nielsen casting. Yeah. Which is where you have one super serious, just a straight line actor in a comedy film. Yes. (laughs) That is absolutely it. And it works so well. And the the Ghost of Christmas Future bit legitimately almost makes me cry every time Mm -hmm. I see it and always has. Oh, what if I've done? No, please. <laughs> I don't know why I take the pick out of it, but it genuinely is really emotional. Like that's one of Michael Caine's best emotional performances. Is that? Yeah, like, and you know what? I, I, you can tell the craft from this movie from every little bit because I believe that was the first one without Jim Henson. Like that was right. the first. Yeah, movie. it was. It yeah. was. So you could tell, like, everyone trying to make this work to the very best of their abilities, pulling out all the stops, and it works so well. Also, Disney, release the cut with where love when love is gone. Yes. Please. Yes. Because I I have a VHS copy where it has it. Mm. Mm. Like I have an original copy where it has that like and, and like and brief aside actually while we're talking about cuts i need to get a new copy of the matrix um trilogy because i realized I, my copy is the old one where the uk um edit takes out the headbutts yes oh yeah yeah fun fact there is a cut that like in when the when it was first released in the uk they cut out the headbutts for some reason yes i have the original 1999 version of the matrix that was released on dvd in this country and in that final on that fight scene between smith and neo they did cut out the headbutts of both uh, smith and and neo yeah and you know what it actually creates a um it creates a continuity error in the Morpheus Smith scene. Yes. Because, like, for the longest time, I thought that was just an error. No. Like, he just, he does headbutt him and headbutts the, the glasses off. But, yeah. Anyway. But, yes. Muppet Christmas Carol. Fucking great movie. Like, my dad loves that movie as much as I do. We yeah. both watch it. It's incredible. So, that's my recommendation. Definitely. Oh, I didn't realize we'd pop so huge for that. <laughs> but oh, no, it's, it's true. It's legitimately moving. It's a moving ass movie. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Have any of you two seen Scrooged? Yes. Once. Okay, now this is a real question. What do you guys think of Scrooged? What? One of my favorite Bill Murray films. Really? Not, I'd say not my absolute favourite. Actually, I think most of his films of Wes Anderson and Ghostbusters, I would probably rate much, much higher. But I don't know, mm. this just, maybe it's because I watched it a few times, you know, you know, as a kind of like growing up and I kind of seem to enjoy it, enjoy it a bit more here and there. I don't know, it's, 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 it's your atypical Bill Murray performance, but I do enjoy it. I quite like it. <laughs> it's... Maybe that's just I... me. As I said, though, uh, Michael Caine is the best Scrooge on screen. <laughs> of course. I have always found, I've always found Scrooge to be just too mean a movie. I know that's weird to say, <laughs> but I really do just find it. Mm. I find there's something about its tone that's just like a bit too much. No, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. 
Like, and you know, that's kind of odd to say. Like, again, when we're talking about, um, we talk about Die Hard, it, um, like, a Christian movie does not need to be earnest. Mm hmm. Or anything like it. But I feel like there are limits. Yeah. And I feel like it breaks the limit for me. I can see what you mean in that. I can see what you mean. Actually, no. One that's just cropped into my mind as we're talking about the sub-genre of Christmas horror films. Gentlemen, I am here... To, I'm going to be defending this film on the hill, but I genuinely and sometimes unironically enjoy Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Uh, wait, Part 2? Part 2, and I'll tell you why. It is purely for... Garbage day! Hell yeah, it is! My God. Let's throw them up! <laughs> I can't believe this. Like, not even part one. Part look, two? Right? Look, it has that one moment in it which is just a meme, which is funny, and then that's all we've latched onto ever since. Yes. Garbage day! Just. That's unbelievable. Oh, I'm like, sorry, I'm disappointed I, you read it. I feel, I, to be honest, I feel like it falls into that category of it's so bad, it's kind of good, but it isn't actually. Yeah, yes. No, no, that's it. There's very that's little it. actual redeeming stuff about it. No, because um, the first 45 minutes of that film is just a retelling of the first film. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, just incredible. I, I, I've disappointed everyone here. <laughs> okay, well, staying on the theme of spooky Christmas films, it's not it's not Christmas horror, but like I want to give a shout out to the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh come on, yes, it's it's certified. It's certified. It's certified, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. the only the only dual dual holiday movie that actually works. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. Uh, it has a special place in my heart, as it does with my girlfriend's heart. As you know, Reardon, it has a very special place oh. in my girlfriend's heart. Yes, yes, it does. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> no, that is the quintessential Christmas film for me, is Nightmare Before Christmas. I do love that one. Funny it's one. So it's a funny... You know what? Now that, now that I'm thinking about it, that kind of put me on to this. Is Batman Returns a Christmas movie? I okay, so I had so I had this in my list of movies that people have told me are Christmas films, but I don't quite believe. <laughs> because yes, it is set at Christmas. Yes. But once again, I really don't feel like it has the the trappings or energy of a Christmas film. I feel like Tim yeah. Burton's early career, he just couldn't quite shake Christmas out of him, could he? <laughs> <laughs> he just had to drop it in somewhere here, there, and everywhere. I mean, if he was going to drop it into Batman, he sure as hell was going to drop it into Batman. Yeah, yeah. Now we, now see, yes, it is bloody good film. Um, now we got to talk about something that I think we all, I think Sam will definitely have some thoughts. Mm -hmm. What do you think of Shane Black's use of Christmas? Oh, wow. Um, I know, right? Crumbs. I've never really given it much in the way of kind of like four when I think about like, it. Because like, he does it a lot. 
He does like, do it quite a lot, like a hell of a lot. Now that I think about it, he, if anything, he is like the main guy of Christmas of movies set during Christmas time. It's a weird niche, but it is certainly a niche. I mean, now I mean, I'm just going back like through the roller decks. It's like, yeah, yeah, like. It's a weird thing. Yeah, I just because, like I said, I, I I feel like again, I feel like we're getting too much into like the philosophy and the theory here. Going into the, we're getting into the weeds. Like, 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 once, like once again, like what what quantifies a Christmas film? <laughs> I mean, kiss kiss bang bang. I mean, it's, 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 like like what 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 quantifies a Christmas film? Does it just have to be set at Christmas? Can it not be set at Christmas? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the more I think about it, I feel like the nice guy is, is kind of like a really kind of like good modern day Christmas film. <laughs> <laughs> God, now you're making me. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Okay, look, do you do you, do you want do you want my my before? Let's just stay in this questionable Christmas films that we've been told are Christmas films, but we don't believe it. Okay. Okay, right, because I wanna I wanna give you one which in my opinion really fucking stretches the boundary. <laughs> which is uh a friend of mine. I I won't name them. <laughs> I'm using that to mean anyone, but they they know who they are. Who said to me, and I quote I think I'd count Eyes Wide Shut as a Christmas film. Okay. okay. And then I said and then I said Excuse me, why? And she said, it takes place in December. <laughs> okay, your friend needs to chill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I have this whole thing about we need to quantify what makes a Christmas film because in no fucking place am I quantifying Eyes Wide Shut as a Christmas film. <laughs> no. No. I, like, listen, let and me I, make And I remember clear. when she told me this, she... she brought up this list i think it was by like fucking esquire or something where it included it on their list of best christmas films of which i still consider to be a threat to my existence uh, i'll tell you that's the closest stanley kubrick ever got to a christmas film i'll tell you that much. listen listen <laughs> even if even if Stanley Kubrick had made a Christmas movie, I wouldn't count it as a Christmas movie. Yes. Because it's Stanley fucking Kubrick. <laughs> like, I was just there. When they, talk, when they said it to me, I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? No. Like, no, we're not doing this. All I'm saying what is, I'm pretty sure... person looks at that movie and goes, yeah, I think this is a Christmas film? I'm pretty sure that Nicole Kidman has other ideas about Eyes My Shot being yeah. a Christmas film. Good God! Like just because a movie takes place in December does not automatically make it a Christmas film. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I mean, look, right. In that same regard, I know a lot of people have told me Lethal Weapon, and as we were talking about Shane Black, 
Lethal uh, Weapon's a Christmas film. It, the ending is based in Christmas. Okay, come on now, guys. <laughs> like, that's, that's clutching at straws, some I people feel. Are, <laughs> some people are genuinely unhinged, and they're out there walking amongst us. Yeah, this is starting to get a bit... This is going off the fucking rails, guys. I will We're tell starting you, though, to go a bit. One that I absolutely agree with, and that only a lot of... I would say people that are part of the fandom uh, would tend to agree with... Hear me out on this one. On Her Majesty's Secret Service is a quintessentially, unabashedly a Bond Christmas film. Because it is based in and around See, Christmas. See, but the prob- Is yeah. take place during Christmas. They even have a song in the soundtrack called Do You Know How Christmas Trees Are Made? I think it is like a Bond Christmas film, if you ask me. <laughs> Again, I think it's the closest a Bond movie can get to being a Christmas film. Yes. Yeah, definitely. The closest it ever got to being so fateful to Fleming, uh, to Fleming's novels, but also the closest it will ever get to being a Christmas film. I mean, if we're doing that way, then, like, Christmas Jones from The World Is Not Enough? Are we doing that? Yes. Are we doing yes. that? Yes, because Christmas d- does, you know, in the end of that, Christmas came twice that year. Exactly. Hey now. <laughs> like, I, I think, I think, I understand your reasoning. I think James Bond specifically should stay far away from Christmas. Yes, as, <laughs> agree. As, as the concept of goodwill towards all men is the antithesis of James Bond. <laughs> Very true. In that same goodwill, in that, goodwill in... to all men, cut to like golden eye. <laughs> I was going to say, in that very same film, George Lazenby does F5 a goon in the right at the beginning of the yes. film. <laughs> and also, oh, however, I will say, I will say the idea of, of the Bond Christmas f- film being the most downer Bond movie amuses the shit <laughs> yes. out of me. Yes. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree on that one. Oh man. Um oh, what was the other one that was brought up to me? Um there was another film uh that I was told is that could be categorized or classed as a Christmas film. Um I'll get back to it. I'm pretty sure that I'll remember yes. it. Yes. God. So guys, now we've 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 talked about a lawyer. Now we got to talk about stuff that we act- that we watch that are absolutely not Christmas. We understand okay. it, but we just have to watch it. Okay, I'll look, I'll throw I'll, should I throw up my family's first one? Go ahead. One of I, the first ones are I one of either Raiders of the Lost Ark or Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I don't know why. We just always watch it at Christmas. I, it's interesting. I'm right there with you again. In, in they, the, they are. They are. There is nothing Christmassy about them. Yeah, uh, for but some, for some mm. reason we always watch it. I. The only thing I can think of is because I know. I know my brothers mm. did like Indiana Jones. Why that survived until now, when <laughs> both of them had, do not live in this house anymore, I don't know. <laughs> but. See, that's the thing with me. I can't help but not... Like, if it's on, I will sit down and I will watch either of those three films. 
and I will over Christmas because there's just something that just releases the endorphins in my brain as this oh yes the last crusade ah oh, Sean Connery yeah. and, and, and Harrison Ford together now I feel very Christmassy wait a minute Nazis that doesn't yeah, that's not Christmas what, at all what I mean <laughs> Like, I know that the Nazis had Christmas, but it's still wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'll shout this one out. My pet, my dad will not, not have a good Christmas unless he watches The Great Escape. Yeah, yeah. That is definitely one that just... That one is... I really want to know who fought the great escape is something that yes i'm going we're going to play this every christmas yeah, yeah. i really want to well, ask that person because because again on the list of movies i want to talk to you about why they always show at christmas because I, I have this i feel like my dad's christmas is not complete without watching zulu which <laughs> weird one in the context of things that for some reason is on at least one channel every christmas mm-hmm. um yeah. a, my dad like finds it and watches it the entire way through. But yeah. B, I have n- no idea what bearing this has on Christmas at yes. all. Yes. Oh. It, it's it's a movie about the it's a movie about the conquest of South Africa. <laughs> like, like Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't, I don't get what it is. It's just I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just every every single year yeah. my dad finds it my dad watches it and I'm just like why are you watching this I swear to god it's either on TCM or film 4 every Christmas yeah it's one of them and then the great escapes on like channel 5 or something yep yeah. yeah. uh, if I don't hear dum 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 I've said, well, oh yeah, well, dad's, yeah, dad's watching, dad's watching, he's happy, he's got a mince pie and he's going to fall asleep in about 20 minutes. Yes. Yeah, but that's the dad thing to do, though. Yes. You start watching a movie and then, like, you get, like, a, they're, like, 20 minutes in and then they fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Reardon, what, do you have a film that, uh, isn't Christmas, but you... Yeah, what's your family's weird Christmas yes. film? <laughs> So I have two, well, I have two, one and is mine and then the other is, like, both of them are mine, really. I don't know about my dad, but both of them are definitely mine. Lord of the Rings, the whole thing is definitely one of mine. Yeah. yeah. I just have to. But strangely enough, I have found myself starting to, like, re-watching Avatar The Last Airbender from scratch Ooh. during the Christmas season. <laughs> and I don't I'll understand... I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting that answer. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't... You know what I think it is? I think a lot of this is because, like, you, I actually have time. I think yeah, that's what that's it fair. is. Like when no, that you, is fair. you have like a couple of weeks or whatever that I could just literally just blitz through the entirety of Avatar, warts and all, Great Divide and all. I never, I never skip it. Everyone says skip it. No, no, no. I don't skip it. No. Every single episode. Skipping is for the week. Skipping is for the week. However, I have not. Um, Maybe perhaps like next year, I will upgrade to Avatar and Korra if I feel if I feel like I'm gonna go completely insane. <laughs> Adding some extra spice to the uh, to the Christmas festivities. 
Exactly, some extra spice. But that, for some reason, has just become a Christmas tradition to watch at least some episodes of Avatar. Or well, all yeah, of it, if I, I was going to say as well, because then, like, I mean, it's been renewed because now, because now my brother has kids of his own, but, like, for some reason, again, in my house, we always just put on, like, one of Toy Story 1 or 2. Yeah. Mm. Which, again, even though they're not explicitly Christmassy, they're just really good kids' films, so mm-hmm. they kind of just fulfill criteria anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so, uh, two that pro- cropped into my mind. Two that are kind of my own ones... Uh, more uh, kind of more recently. Uh, well, one more recently, one from my childhood. That one from my childhood is Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, that's I... always an interesting one. Yeah, it. You know, like Back to the Future is a, as a trilogy are movies that feel Christmassy despite them absolutely not being. Yeah, yeah. BBC back in the day used to show them religiously over the Christmas period for a good number. I was gonna of say, years. I feel like I just remember them be again. I feel like they were one of those things that was just on all the time. Mm. Like BBC had a very good, like had a very long stretch of time. Uh, showing those, uh, those, the, well, the trilogy of films actually over the Christmas period during the mid to late nineties. Um, the other one for me is one that I, because I watched it. I kid you not, one of the very first times I watched it was Christmas Day two thousand and three, and ever since then I associate it with Christmas. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Interesting. One of my absolute favourite Western films, but also I cannot help but associate it with Christmas now because I first watched it at Christmas. Yeah, sometimes it'd just be like that. Yeah. Such a good film, though. I love it. It is a very good film. Yeah. I mean, Again, it falls into the category of films I probably should have seen more times than I have, but I haven't. Yeah, like I've only seen it like I've only, I think I've only seen it once, but I it made an impression. Let me tell you, mm. I feel like I still I'm still a bit a uh, bit uh, sour about how Tony Khan didn't license uh, Ecstasy of Gold for a hype package for Hangman Page. To end his, one end his day we'll, for the AEW title. One day, one day we'll get there. <laughs> one, one day. day. <laughs> but no, it is a beefy film. I think it's like two and a half hours. I think the film is. Like, yeah, it's the only what Sergio longest film in the Dollars trilogy. Yeah, it definitely. It's a. It's a like. It doesn't feel like it. It moves very well. It's a very well paced film, yeah. but oh, it yeah. is a long one. It is a long one. Yeah, uh, I think it was like that final like confrontation is about as the last ten minutes. I believe the graveyard kind of final yeah. confrontation. It don't feel like it. I mean, that standoff, I mean, it's long, but it don't feel like it's 10 minutes long. <laughs> and that's good filmmaking, kids. That, that's that's very good filmmaking. Right, damn right. So, yeah, those are my two, like, ones. And it's, again, so silly to think that those are the two that I would associate with Christmas. There's another one recently, like, I ended up watching with my dad because he had not seen the film in a long time. And now he every time, like, he mentions Christmas... I can't help but feel like we should. It's Escape from New York. Escape from New York? <laughs> My dad's, I've not seen this film in ages. Let's watch that. I think it was a couple of years ago, a couple of Christmases ago that we watched that. I was like, yes, we are watching Escape from New York. See, that kind of, to be honest, I think if I was going to do like a John Carpenter, I'd have to watch the thing. 
I'd have to watch yes, the scene. That's true. Like, like, can you imagine? Like, how can you imagine it? Like, we finally get a white Christmas after so many years. The snow is falling down. Put the thing on. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what you gotta do right there. Just oh, dang it! Right, I'm, I'm hoping and praying for snow on Saturday. Or today, yeah. I'm, I should say today. It's snowing already today. Let's watch the fair. <laughs> Oh, there's another one actually talking. That is the one. The one film that people associate with Christmas but isn't a Christmas film. And I feel it only because it was shot during the Christmas period. That is the original Dawn of the Dead. Interesting. Uh, George Romero shot that at the Monroeville Mall during the Christmas period. Actually, there was a very famous story. Uh, Ken Forey, who played... um, uh, Oh, uh, Roger in the film. Uh, or Peter, sorry, he played. Uh, said uh, one day uh, during during the shooting, they were going to, you know, they were wrapping for lunch break. And everyone was saying, where's the lunch? Where's the food truck? Food truck can't get in. The whole, the whole place has been snowed in. We can't get out. Jesus. <laughs> But well, that's not ominous at all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine how cold as crap it was. It would have been, though, during the night shoots in the mall, though, at Christmas, and it's snowing in Pittsburgh. Hi, yeah, I'll take nope for, like, $2,000, please. Yeah, no, we ain't doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the one that, uh, that I was uh, umming and ahhing over just uh, earlier. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my right. ones. <laughs> so how are we getting to the controversy the controversial well, as I say, we can either go back to ones that we like or we can go into the ones that will get actually, people angry at us one that we actually one that i didn't bring up and i actually really wanted to get get your opinions on this one it's a wonderful life thoughts it's a great movie it's yeah, a great, it, great movie. It is, it, is, uh, it is arguably the quintessential Christmas movie. Yes. It is. It is also exceedingly dark. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, it is. It, 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 it's a way darker movie than people realise. Thank you, Frank Capra. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> um, <it's> like... <laughs> yeah, like, they, 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 don't, they don't shy away in it at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Because I really feel like people forget one of the central points of the movie that like leads to things progressing. Yeah. 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 No, it literally is watching a man having a downward spiral for a good like two thirds of the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I I like two I thirds watched... of the movie is this guy just having an abject breakdown. Yeah, like I watched it in like the cinema. His entire life is collapsing before his eyes, and we're just along for the ride with it. Oh, it really is because I actually watched the like the movie like I watched it back to back like full fully for the first time only a few years ago like in cinemas. Oh yeah, yeah. And watching it like full force like in a cinema made me go, God. Damn, this is a dark movie. <laughs> like, it doesn't fuck around at all. Because that, that's the thing, right? Because like, I, I was like you, so I, I hadn't seen it for like... I, I don't think I watched it until I was like 14 or 15. Mm. And so like by that point, and I'd already done like my media studies and stuff, oh, <laughs> I was yeah. just watching it and I was just like, 
are we sure this is a Christmas film? Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we. I feel like something got lost like midway through because this doesn't feel very Christmassy right now. <laughs> I, I, you know what always makes me laugh when I really think about it is that how Click the film, the Adam Sandler film Click, blatantly ripped off "It's a Wonderful Life." Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna do it, at least do it to a public domain property. <laughs> <laughs> that's the always that's the mood right there. That that's the mood <laughs> right there, man. Oh man! Like, like if you're gonna rip off something, the fact that it's public domain probably puts you in half decent stead. That's, Not that yeah. like copying "It's a Wonderful Life" is going to improve your media any better. <laughs> oh, just one that I've, I've one film that I've immediately thought of. I'm gonna throw at Reardon. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Oh God in hell! We're going real art artists on this, aren't we? Yeah, David Bowie, Takeshi Kitano, <laughs> which is a thing. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is a heavy film. If you've oh, not seen it, it's so heavy. I've never seen it, but I know of it, and I and everything I know of it, I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't watch that during Christmas. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't do that. I, I I wholeheartedly agree. It is definitely one of those films that uh, I would never want to uh, see as a suggestion for everyone to sit around the ad watch because it is. <laughs> There are some real heavy, heavy themes. And, of course, the film is based um, during the uh, the Second World War in a prisoner of war camp in uh, Japan. Um, you and stars, you need to know? I was going to say, stars David Bowie as the main character, Major Jack uh, Sellers, or Strafer, as, he's known in the, as, he's, as his nickname is. And, yes, it also stars Takeshi Katana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But no, it is a heavy, heavy as heck film. And I know most people say, oh, war films are usually kind of like part and parcel with Christmas. No, there's a reason why Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, doesn't get rarely shown on TV <laughs> during Christmas yeah. periods. Because <laughs> it deals with some real heavy themes. But no, if you're ever really into that sort of uh, art house dark stuff, go watch it. Go watch it. Uh, go watch the, it. Bits I've, the bits I've heard, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 like <laughs> if you're if you're in for like absolutely like demolishing any sense of like Christmas joy you had for a war film, that's your choice. If you want to keep it, you know, light and only just have to think about like the atrocities of colonial Britain and Africa, watch Zulu. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just saying the quiet part loud, are we then? <laughs> 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 Jesus. <laughs> okay, oh, onto okay, but going back to like movies that are just straight up Christmas movies, I want to get your views on one: How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Listen, 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 mm. listen, listen. I don't give a fuck. I'm right or die. I'm right or die on that weird ass Ron Howard movie. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. <laughs> the excesses of Hollywood. <laughs> Building a monument. You know what? That movie is like this. This is a this is a reference for you, Sam. This that movie is like the Christmas version of Cleopatra. Just, just a whole ass of yes! we spared no expense to make this shit happen. And like it or not, it exists. I completely forgot that it was Ron Howard who directed that. Yeah. Yeah. 
literally, literally, this this movie. Uh, for any for any people that are watching this that have ever played the Halo games, you'll know this quote. Uh, but this movie is the Christmas movie embodiment of the quote. Uh, I am a monument to your sins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. He Listen. His, he put his daughter through that film, Ron Dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he put his daughter through that film. See, there's, there's so much about this movie that I love. A, just from the movie itself, just being typical Dr. Seuss-like adaptation, just craziness. Yes, yes. But also just the fact of, like... Jim Carrey just constantly keeping his face in this horrifying position purely for the sake of trying to seem more scary just I mean, adds this aspect to it of I'm like like you didn't need to do that it, yeah. it's a like if you're gonna watch it for whatever reason if you watch it for Jim Carrey putting on honestly a performance that only Jim Carrey could do because, like, the thing I said about this one, right, is that, like, in other adaptations, especially more recent ones, are like, ooh, the Grinch is a bit mischievous to the people of Whoville. Meanwhile, in this one, he the Grinch is just unhinged. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. It's like... It's like in um in the original. Oh, the Grinch doesn't like Christmas in, like, that Benedict Cumberpatch. Oh, the, the Grinch yeah. has basically sad frankly yeah <clears throat> this just... one this one it's the grinch commits civil disobedience <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is the the grinch has gone insane from from christmas and now and now waves a black flag yeah like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. just a- anyone and everyone just gets smoked 24 7 and they're just like why do you like this thing? And he's like it's not even because he's like Oh, I don't like Christmas because the people of Whoville like rejected me. He's just like I despise people on a visceral level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like people hurt me as a child, so yeah, I will now like... I will now do nothing but hurt people back. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say now we've talked about the two versions. Who is the better narrator, Anthony Hopkins or Pharrell Williams? <laughs> Oh, I don't care, Anthony Hopkins. Yes, yes. Anthony fucking Hopkins. What kind of a question is that? Because once, once, once again, knowing it's Anthony Hopkins makes the movie even more unhinged. Yes, it is. It really, like, God bless Anthony Hopkins, who who has who has like it's on record says has said that he loves doing blockbuster movies. Yes. Like, like he legitimately, like he legitimately has gone. No, no, no! You don't understand. I live for this shit. Thank you. At least there's one actor who's willing to admit I'm just a big kid and I'm just doing the play that I used to do when I was in the playground at school. Oh, anyone who's anyone who has seen him as Odin has said, like, listen, I get paid absolute gangbusters loads of money to scream at people this is the, <laughs> this is the best job in the world <laughs> like no 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 i'm i'm, I'm oh, no it, it, it's anthony hopkins because it's anthony hopkins come on now i'm glad we're all on the same page just so yeah like, ge- like just just genuinely as unhinged as how the grinch stole christmas with jim carrey is it is undeniably a brilliant christmas movie arguably for all the wrong reasons yeah <laughs> yeah you know actually now that we're speaking about it why hasn't anthony hopkins been ever needs a scrooge that's that a good true. point you that know. is a very good point like, 
how has that not happened? Because I'm, I'm sure he's done it on stage, but I ha- I've, I've got to be honest. I if there's if there's like a thing out there of Michael Gambon as Scrooge. Oh, no, I swear, like, I swear he did it in the Doctor Who. He was the Doctor Who one. Yes. Oh, yes, he was. He and he was, was fucking great in it. He just again, didn't. Again, another unhinged old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. It looks like, it looks like I'm looking it up. I think Ebony, I think he did do Ebenezer Scrooge. Give me a moment to confirm. I was going to say, I, I think he did on something. Wow, he didn't. He didn't. Well, at least according to Wikipedia, he has not done Ebenezer Scrooge. That is insane. That is insane. He played Kazran Sardik, a character based upon Scrooge in the Doctor Who uh, story, A Christmas Car- uh, Carol. Yeah. yeah he's oh, on- okay. Yeah. He was... Oh, okay, no, no, it's okay. I thought he yeah. came up with some weird, like, um, mid-2000s animation, but he played the Ghost of Christmas Present. He didn't yes. play Scrooge. Yes, uh, Simon Callow played Scrooge in that, and would you believe Nicolas Cage played Jacob Marley in that film? Fuck. Uh, wow, wow, okay. Well, we're just going full on, aren't we? I feel like Nick Cage should have been in more Christmas films. <laughs> okay, moving on to another one. Home Alone. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, we're so, talking about it. I do, as I said, I always, I do like John Hughes films. Uh, I've always kind of been a kind of, uh, I, you know, Breakfast Club's one of my favourite films, uh, up there with you know all of his other quintessential, uh, you know, classics of the eighties. Um, Home Alone, the first one, yeah, it was a childhood oh, yeah, 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 staple yeah, yeah. of mine, an absolute yes. childhood staple of mine, and absolutely. One of one of the best performances from both Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci as the Wet Bandits. So great. I I find myself I find myself struggling with Home Alone a lot these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't I know, know what you mean. why. I think even yeah. Macaulay Culkin even admits himself that he struggles a bit with Home Alone. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, Macaulay Culkin. Obviously, like, I would be shocked if he didn't have very strange, like, very conflicted opinions on Home Alone. Mm. But for me personally, watching it, it's like everything is like it's it's a great movie. I but I just I don't know. I just find myself struggling with it. So at this point in time, I basically just refuse to believe any Home Alone movies other than Home Alone One exists. Yes. <laughs> I like. like I know people. I know people throw around too, but like, I just stick with the home. I just stick with Home Alone. Two is Damn. saved purely by Tim Curry. Yeah, isn't that a statement? Isn't that a statement? I, I disagree because I feel like Home Alone Two is just it's brutal. It's a brutal mm-hmm. ass movie. He's trying to murder people, basically. I mean, he did throw bricks at them at one point. It's like, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about it. I don't know about it. And he did electrocute. Yeah, I don't know. But he did electrocute Marv. Like, like, we saw his skeleton at one point in that film. Yes, we did. He goes full on jigsaw at that point, and I'm pretty yeah. sure. That, I'm pretty sure that jigsaw. There was there was planning involved. This John, was premeditated. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> John Kramer really was Kevin McAllister. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know what's funny talking about that? Mac- Macaulay Culkin and Freddie Pritch Jr. are now opening a wrestling promotion in LA next year. Because of course they are. Oh, of course they fucking are. Uh, it's I mean, for, mm. for Freddie Prince Jr., I can believe that entirely. Because he was a former I, I'm writer, wasn't Macaulay he? I'm surprised Culkin is involved in it. Yeah, he was a former writer for Raw. Yes, yeah. I, I believe... It he... was during the most cursed time of yes. Raw. But... Yes. I don't know if we can... I don't know if we can put it on on him. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure... Nah, I won't put it on Freddie. Nah. No, it was, it, was, it was the 2010s, like... <laughs> he, was, he, he was dealt the hand he was dealt with when he was at the company. <laughs> <laughs> Although he was the doctor in that scene where Vince woke up from his coma, which was really yeah. weird that people were supposed to say, wait, that's a doctor. No, that's Freddie Prince Jr. That's not a doctor. That's Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> that's Fred. That's Fred from Scooby-Doo. That's the, that's the, that's the teenage heartthrob from the late 90s. Oh, dude, can we, turn, can we turn fucking Scooby-Doo into a Christmas movie? <laughs> That fucking unhinged mess of a film. Oh. <laughs> I still can't believe. Actually, no, I can believe it was written by James Gunn. Yeah. That, that oh, movie. no, it's, it smacks of James Gunn when you see it now. Yes. Yeah, it it's an unhinged movie. <laughs> unhinged. Oh, they went with okay. it. By golly, they went with it. Should we should we get to it? Should we get to the part where people hate us? Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> okay, I think I'm start. I'm just going to start off, and we're, I'm going big from the start. I'm going big from the start, and I know this is going to anger a lot of people. Okay. Personally. Okay. I do not enjoy Elf that much. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Dan. I'm not the only one. I don't know what I don't know what it is. Just for some reason, I've I've tried watching it multiple times. <laughs> I and every time I've watched it, I've just kind of been like, eh. You know, it's a hard one, Elf, for me. I I honestly I don't blame you for a few. I feel like Elf is like, it's the equivalent of a sugar overload. Mm-hmm. In that, yeah. Even for, yeah, like even for me, it's like, you know what it kind of like, it starts to hit like Hallmark Channel levels of Christmas cheer. Yes. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And it ne- and there's no, and like the balance quite isn't there. It's like, but... On the other hand, I do really like Elf. Like, I, I'm going to stick up for Elf. I do really like it. But I can imagine, like, when you see, like, fucking Will Ferrell's, like, face on a bag talking about how Christmas is almost here, it's a real, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. walk away from me. Like, like, it's the kind of movie where I like it quite a lot. But if someone told me that Elf was their favorite Christmas movie, I would kind of step back a couple of steps. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I'm like, mm, mm, I don't know about that, Chief. Like I said, I've tried to watch it multiple times, but just every time I've watched it, I've just been like, yeah, I guess. 
it's a film. It, it it has some funny moments. It has Will Ferrell in it, which is kind of comsy comsar. Yes. James Khan's in that film. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, James Khan is in that film. He 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 is the dad in that film. <laughs> it still blows my mind. <laughs> Peter 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 Dinklage is in that movie. Yes, Peter Dinklage. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's it's a what a movie. Yeah, but no, I get why. I get, I get yeah. why. Maybe I really do. Maybe it's the ultra commercialization. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, to be fair, I, I think I think Raiden's thing of it being like a sugar overload. Yeah. If I feel like it, it, it as a movie, it is a little bit of like a sensory overload. Yeah, yeah, I, it has that. However, now it's time to get the real heat, especially okay. from all from like time to get cancelled from the entirety of Wales. Um, what? Maybe yeah. I oh, yeah, want. Yeah. Go on. I, Want, talk you're talking. Talk you're talking. I want the snowman to yes! go away. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All three of us had this loaded. Thank you. Okay, right. Let me say about the snowman, right? Okay. Because I think the biggest thing about this is I think this is a deeply generational thing. Yeah. yeah. Because, right, because, right, I remember when I was in, like, probably, like, last year of primary school, Mm. And I remember all the teachers being like, "Yeah, you get to get there, you get to watch the snowman and everything," and everyone being like, "It's so good, it's so good." And I remember watching as a kid and being like, "What am I watching?" Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. How and straight and straight up, I I like went back and watched it like I don't know one or two years ago, and straight up I was just like, "What? No." <laughs> it is whoever it is. Ga- whoever was gassing this up is just chatting straight. Yes. I remember. Yes. I re- you know what I remember. I remember the. I remember the exact moment where I realized I hated the snowman. Oh yeah, I do I remember, too. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. It was. It was during like, my the closest thing I've ever had to a quintessential Christmas, yeah. like the Christmas. I'd like going downstairs. The huge tree, loads of presents underneath. Opening up some of the presents, waiting because you got you like opening like half the presents. You got to bring out the rest of the presents to be opened when you go to grandma's. It was like nine a.m., and then the snowman just came on. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, how dare you ruin my Christmas feng shui? Because <laughs> <Just laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing I said, right? Is <laughs> like. With older people I know, they're like, oh, yeah, and we get to watch the snowman. And I remember, I just remember being there, like, what am I watching right now? Literally, literally. <laughs> the, the, snowman, the snowman is what, 15 minutes? It feels like 45, though. Yes. Yeah. I yes. Have, there, are, there are SpongeBob episodes longer than the snowman, and I can watch those SpongeBob episodes. I cannot watch the snowman. Everyone at us. We are. This is a snowman Wait. hate. Okay. Hate yeah. If you like the snowman, do not interact. No. Exactly. Exactly. None of us care. None of us care. So, gentlemen, mm-hmm. I'm probably right, going to get us hated by quite a lot of people in this country. 
Okay, okay. So, we've already shit on the snowman. <laughs> what yeah, else is there to go? <laughs> what, is there? <laughs> what is deadly? So, despite having one of the most wall-to-wall incredible casts, comprising of Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, Kieran Knightley, oh. Colin Firth, <laughs> oh, Liam Neeson, Bill Nye, Roman Atkinson, no, Sam, Martin Sam, 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 oh, Sam, no. Sam, Sam, you're invoking the fury of Fiat 500 Twitter. I will. <laughs> I doing. don't care. I don't care at this point. Andrew Lincoln, Billy Bob Thornton at one point. Oh, God. As much as it is wall-to-wall, cast-wise, could not be any more perfect, I cannot stand the overhyped nature of Love Actually. Oh boy, here we go. Oh, Christ. I am sorry, it has been played to death. And that scene, you know what scene I'm talking about. Yeah. Has now kind of lost all of its meaning when it was originally, you know, when it was originally released. All of that meaning, that good vibes from that scene, all but ruined, if you ask me. It's Carol Singer's... Why? I've just got loads of fucking cue cards on my on my person just for the fucking hell of it. Alright, well alright, well say goodbye to our kind of I don't know, twenty eight to forty five female audience. Yeah, it's <laughs> gone. Okay. It's over. It but I will is say this. It's a wrap, boys. I, I will say this <laughs> Bill Nye Bill Nye is Bill Nye, so he will be always good in anything he does. That's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will however I will, like, yes, love actually, no. I will, however, replace it with its, which, the, the movie that it should be. And it's because we got to keep this, we got to keep this up. we got to keep this light and happy because, you know, it's Christmas time. <laughs> we can't leave it on a downer note. <laughs> I will full on say that love actually and this is my petition, and I hope you guys sign it. Mm-hmm. Love actually should be stricken from the record and in return replaced, despite it not being, from my recollection, a Christmas movie by any means. It should be replaced by Bridget Jones' diary. That is the way it works. Yeah. Perfectly balanced. Perfectly balanced. <laughs> As all things should be. As all things should be. As all things should be. I will I You know am what? Willing. I'm I I'm 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 willing to accept this trade. Yes. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, right, obviously, all right, I'm going to get smoke for saying this as well. I'm not the biggest fan of Love Actually, but to be fair, I just don't really like rom-coms that much. Fair. Fair. <laughs> which, to be, which, to be fair, annoys my girlfriend to no end. <laughs> I... Um, but, like, I, I don't know. It just, like, Love Actually, I'm just like, yeah, it is this. It, it's... It's it's not it's not bad. It it's I don't think it's particularly amazing. Hmm. But again, I know like I know straight off the top, like I don't know what it is about them. I just feel like rom coms always kind of just fall short. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like the problem is is that often at times they're both either trying they're either doing like nothing other than the whole like hi this is a romance movie but we wrote in like two jokes to qualify it as a rom-com so people will see it or it's or they're trying to do the whole hey this is a comedy movie with a romantic subplot and we're trying to do too much i feel first of all i think um dan if i may suggest something yes you will need to 
Return to screwball, screwball comedy. I think you will dig if you go back, go to the like the fifties, sixties, forties era of screwball comedy. That you will like. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think something has been lost in translation because I am not against like rom coms as a thing. Yeah, I'm, I did. I, like, I said I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Again, like I've had multiple people try yeah. and get me try and get uh, me into watching them, but something just doesn't seem to quite resonate. I don't know what it is. I, you know what I think? I think I think the biggest problems with uh, romantic comedies. We're going off track here, but I don't care. I, I think the, the biggest the biggest problem is that the um. I feel like if there was a romantic comedy where it was just like they were already a couple, like the yeah. fact, like like if they're just a couple and then they're having a comedy on top, that would work more. That's my. That's always been my theory. I yeah. feel like. Like if you just have it like they're a couple and we're just going to have this couple be a couple, I think they would work more. I think well, there's a lot of relatable comedy to get out of that format. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's that is more what should be done. But <laughs> to be fair, this is this is this is a side this is a side question that's mm-hmm. still like a tangent. But I'm really, have, have any of us here actually ever seen a Hallmark Christmas movie? Yes, yes, I have because my mum. Say, my mom is I, a I, I've seen one because I remember we got shown one at school once. <laughs> I have seen them and they are terrifying. Yes. <laughs> they are. Uh, I'm just going to say it. Hallmark Christmas movies are the whitest white films I've ever seen. Yes. Oh, they absolutely are. I've, I have. They, I have... They, are, they are the embodiment of the word formulaic. <laughs> I feel like there's some kind of dark cosmic cosmic trade between the christmas movie hallmark and the domestic abuse hallmark and i feel like i have some kind of like there's some kind of pact some dark pact that has happened where though where all the domestic violent stuff the badness of that feeds into the hallmark which is why it's so happy it's yin and yang just a, mm-hmm. just a just a cycle of horror and beauty constantly. Like I like I don't n- know what it is about Hallmark movies, but they genuinely feel like the embodiment of the uncanny valley in film. Yes, that's what wives feel. That's what you're feeling because it, it it they again it's like they do like all this stuff where it's like. <clears throat> How do I describe? It's almost like none of the none of the people in it feel real. <laughs> no, no, they absolutely don't. They absolutely don't. <clears throat> like it's just like you just see them in the films, and you're just like something doesn't feel right here, and I don't know what it is, but just everything just feels wrong. It feels like an alternate universe where everything's just slightly to the left. Yes. Yeah. That is definitely. Although it. I will say, though, if you are, if you do happen to be uh, a very generic-looking white guy, then you have eternal casting opportunities. Yes, so much money forever. <laughs> if you have a green sweater or jumper, oh man, you're in for it. You're in for a job for life. Because it's like when I was uh, when I was talking to Joe over at Dan Vince, who runs uh, the Hallmark of Greatness podcast about Hallmark movies. And he sent in the he sent like a picture of like all of like a bunch of Hallmark movie like you know like posters I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
you know like when you're going through like a streaming service and it has like the 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 icon for the film yeah yeah so it was like 50 of those and literally just like 47 of them looked exactly the same oh like it, it, it i can't lie it's actually kind of horrifying oh <laughs> Hall, hallmark christmas horror <laughs> so i would tell you what it's around this i wrap this up shall we bring ourselves back to wrestling and yes, okay. Santa with muscles. <laughs> Santa, we'll talk about Santa with muscles. Let's go. And Santa's Come sleigh. <laughs> oh, God, do we have to? Santa with muscles. Because, right, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this one of the first movies that WWE tried to, or the WWF tried to finance? I, uh, Santa with muscles actually was the fi- the first film WCW tried to finance. Oh, WCW financed it. Yes, this was in 1996. So this is when Hulk Hogan. Why did I think that it was done in like 1986? Because uh, maybe just maybe Hulk Hogan was back on the gas at this point. No, <laughs> no. This is oh. this was released in. 90, November 96 right in the peak of Hogan still trying to clamour for a Hollywood career well I was going to say because there was his desperate attempt at remaining in film I which was something I shit you not I can't believe this I, I completely escaped my mind of course Brutus the barber beefcakes in this fucking film oh yeah of course, yeah, of course. But, but wherever, wherever Hogan was Brutus was going to be there following him so this film currently uh, sits at number 62 at IMDb's bottom 100. Understandable. It is considered one of the absolute worst holiday films. Ranking because behind, it is. <laughs> ranking third behind Santa Claus Conquers the Martians and the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay, well, as lists go, that's a very low bar <laughs> to be better than. Considering one of those pieces of media tried to get completely erased from all formats. Let us not forget as well that Mila Kunis, when she was very, very young, starred in this film. Yeah, but she would have been like, what, five? At that point, yes. Yeah, she would have been like five at that point. Her uh, direct quote from her... (laughs) I was too young to fully understand the importance of working with Hulk Hogan. I just thought he was this huge man. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't wrong. Okay, I'm sorry. I just found an absolute banger of a quote. Go on. From uh, Chris Hicks writing for the Deseret News, a newspaper based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Um... <laughs> Uh, stated that films such as Santa with Muscles make films like Jingle All the Way look better because Jingle All the Way is actually good and and said Hulk Hogan makes Arnold Schwarzenegger seem like Laurence Olivier <laughs> oh man so with this can we talk about <clears throat> Bill Goldberg's portrayal of Santa Claus in the Christmas oh, let's write back. comedy film Santa's Sleigh this Believe it or not, is the second Christmas film to star James Card. <laughs> and guess what? He's what are killed... you doing in this? He's... <laughs> He's killed in the opening credits. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> isn't it just really, isn't it just really silly and coincidental that Santa Claus played by a Jewish man? I mean that that that's one thing. <laughs> I feel like the bigger thing is Santa being played by Bill Goldberg. <laughs> yes, Bill Goldberg as the 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 revenge ridden and bloodlusting Santa Claus who goes around instead of giving presents to kids, even if they're good or bad, he just kills them all. And it, again, this is two thousand and five Bill Goldberg. <laughs> yes, yes, he kills. <laughs> He almost kills someone with a Zamboni as well at one point in this film. But of class, that that's just of course. And what I love about this film, it's not even like anything about the film because you're not really missing much with the film or the plot. Is that right at the after credits, Bill Goldberg as Santa pops out of uh, pops out of the screen and looks dead into the camera and says, "Who's next?" They they dead ass thought they were getting a second movie out of this, and I I'm, I'm feel sorry for whoever had that much confidence. <laughs> whoever has that, whoever person had that confidence, can I have theirs? Because by God, it is misplaced. Oh my God. Oh man. Like <laughs> just I, I I just just Bill Goldberg as a murderous Santa. I'm, I feel like, honestly, I'm saving ourselves the trouble of not talking about the Mrs. 2 Christmas films. I mean, no. I was going to say, I can talk about the fucking horrifying bit because I just remembered this bit about the film. <laughs> which is the whole thing of, like, apparently... Was it, like, in Santa's sleigh, it's like... Satan and God had a fucking hockey match or some shit? Yes. Which lets, which lets Santa come out and kill people? Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to ask. Uh, Although, you, you, trust me, there's you're going to be left with more questions than there are even possible answers in the universe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, of course, The Miz does have Christmas films, but again, The Miz strikes me as a person who could have been cast in a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes. Yeah. Like, The Miz in a Christmas movie is a legitimately, like, it's a logical choice. Look, yeah, like if, if, if a if WWE Studios still existed, <clears throat> they were like he's a shoe in to be cast in a Christmas film. Yes, I will show you his <clears throat> first one, which was a Christmas action film. And you try and tell me this does not look like a Hallmark action Christmas film. Oh God, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> oh, I know. Okay, right. Let let me just say that the. F- the font on that is a crime in itself. <laughs> yeah, be thankful you can't see it, listener. It's... Yeah, listeners, be be thankful you cannot see that because I have to say I have graphic design experience is like saying I know how to fly. But even that hurts me. Yeah. <laughs> like that is that is genuinely painful. <laughs> <clears throat> and then of course there was that one that he starred in when he starred alongside Paige I believe as well yeah. where she played the was it the bashful elf because of course that's oh, perfect casting like... in Paige's part just like I'm just I, I she know got exactly a better deal with fighting with my family that's all I'll say <laughs> I was going to say she got that so <laughs> at least it's something <clears throat> 
I mean, mind you, it, it WWE, counts for something. WWE Studios had no involvement in that. I believe it was Seven Bucks Productions and Film Four that were involved. Oh yeah, in that. no, no. WWE were involved in the sense of they were like, "Hi, yes, we'll like technically like allow you to make this." <laughs> oh man. So if there's anything else, gentlemen. In terms of Christmas wrestling films you would like to talk about. <laughs> I feel like maybe is that where we should wrap up with this festive edition of the podcast? You know, I feel like this is the time. This is the time. I'd say, because I feel like we'd go down a much bigger <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah, yes. I mean, un- until such time in which I'm able to procure a copy of Jingle All The Way to... Yeah, um, we, we, we should never talk about that all, until we've at all least others, seen it. All of us, all of... All, all content around that will be postponed until I get a chance to watch that movie. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Alas, we are not watching that this year. Yeah. Uh, but we, I will get to that eventually. So, yes, as we did last year, uh, to celebrate Christmas, we will be taking the week off. But in between that time, we will be having some very special streams over on my Twitch channel, starting with another watch-along. And this one I was uh, very excited for because we were originally going to do Jingle All The Way 2. <clears throat> yeah, then we found out that you had to pay to watch it and we were like, we're just not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I found something that these two had never seen before. The NBC special from 1998, Exposed, Pro Wrestling's Greatest Secrets Revealed. We're going to be doing a watch-along of the NBC special that was supposed to cause controversy. But if anything became a running joke in the wrestling world. (laughs) (laughs) And we are also, hopefully, fingers crossed, all of my hardware works. We are going to be doing another Stable Wars. But oh boy, this is going to be a special one. Because we're going to be doing a Stable Wars for Def Jam Vendetta. (laughs) Here we go, baby. (laughs) Let's run it back. (laughs) Now here's me trying to find my old save with all the characters unlocked. You better find that quick. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. If not, I'll just cheat my way and try and find a save online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is all for us to look forward to over the Christmas period. Gents, I tell you what, before we actually do wrap up, what a year it's been for us, man. Oh, it's been... Horrifying, I, I know. <laughs> I don't even have words to be in all honesty, I don't even have words for what this year has been. It has no, been, it, it, like I said, it has been a year. <laughs> yes, in, in many respects for all of us across many different aspects, and not just this show. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is for true. That is for true. Um, but I mean, as ever, we are eternally thankful for every single bit of time that anyone puts towards us because frankly we don't feel like we deserve it half the time yeah yep, yep that's that, that's it that's the that's the feeling yeah well, i'm just mean, like if you are out there and you have listened to us or you're listening to this now thank you very much god yes yes absolutely um, and thank you for letting us continue to do more weird stuff like this and more weird stuff in the future because that's what we're good at yes for, for sure i just want to ex- extend a, a massive thank you to the people that as well that have um that I've guested on our podcast yeah. and been part of the interviews, especially during the uh, Pride Month in June. Um, 
oh man, so many names and people we worked with this year. It's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I'm working on a tweet with like the list of everyone, but even <laughs> then, I I, <laughs> I would question myself because I'll probably I'll, I'll probably miss someone and I'll feel awful about it afterwards for the next two weeks. <laughs> oh man, I mean, it's crazy to think that we. Uh, it was it's crazy when I think about it that we started off the year with our guests with Joseph. Yep. And now yeah. he's become one of the biggest kind of supporters of our podcast. And lo and behold, through that, I ended up becoming a regular video editor for him. Funny how the that pipeline. <laughs> the, the pipeline. <laughs> uh, it's been amazing the 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 friendships we've we made along the way. You know, yeah. with people within the wrestling industry other wrestling content creators i will still and me and dan have said this we are still putting the feather in our cap that we now have worked with a aew wrestler or an aew talent a person who has been on AEW is what we're taking ridiculous thank thank you ever so much mr dino winwood i'm forever in your debt with that (laughs) and the nl boys as well like that and all the nl boys uh, it blows my mind that we have that now we have that connection with new legacy i never thought in a million years we would have that but we somehow do now <laughs> shout out to the NL boys absolutely lovely yeah. chaps honestly though to every person who's listened every person who's guested with us who's collaborated with us who has helped us along the way who's given us you know a bigger platform or shared our stuff on social media I can't thank you enough because you've really made, gosh, you've really made this, you know, this second year of ours, one of the, one of the greatest years of my life. It's been madness and it will continue to be madness and I'm here for it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. All right then, chaps. That is another Christmas special down in, right in the pipeline. Um, As said, we're going to be taking a week off. But when we're back in the new year, it's time for the 2022 Waggies. Our retrospective it of the is, year. It is. It's award season, baby. Award season for you. And now, this time, we have sponsors. We have lots of sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a bumper year for pro wrestling, and I cannot wait to see which we all, what it's, we all decide. It's so funny because, like, the difference between, like, last year... Where, like, for some categories, I was like, all right, this is just easy because there's just nothing else to pick. Mm -hmm. But it's so funny that, like, so for, like, this year, for when I was doing, like, my wrestler of the year, like, one and two were, like, shoo-ins. And then uh, I had problems with, like, who do I put at third? (laughs) Same. Yeah. Uh, This is why... I was like, this is the weirdest thing I'm going through right now because I'm like... Why am I having so much trouble about third place? <laughs> this is why I had to do top five again because I could not, I genuinely could not decide on three to five. So I, mm. I thought, screw it, I'm just going to do five to one because it makes my life so much easier. <laughs> there are going to be some surprises. There are definitely going to be some shocks, but there are also oh, going to be know, a lot of I already obvious, know obvious ones. There's people. There's going to be people mad at me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got all that to look forward to in the new year. So all that's yeah. left for me, Dan, and Reardon to say is that I hope you have a wonderful Christmas, an amazing new year. As we said last year, stay safe, have a good one, and we'll see you all in 2022. 
Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Die Hard's a Christmas film. <laughs>